For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome to the 2021 AFL Premiership season on AFL Nation. Pitches on its point, goes over the top of Powell Pepper, but it sits for Rosie, who cuts the 50, doubles back, opens it up, exquisite skill, bounces it home. Bontem Pelly, can he get it up on the ball? Oh, oh yes he can! It's Bontem Pelly! A glorious kick for goal. Metagola releases it to Cameron, he's kicking for six! Jeremy Cameron charging away. Hooker's down there, three cats jump against him. Stringer's got the crumb, runs outside of the boot, and he's nailed it. It couldn't be goal of the night with the opening goal of the night, could it? Breaks the tackle, wobbles one. Where are you, buddy? There he is! <laughs> he juggles the mark at the front. Half pass inboard, Petrarca, can he get it home? Yes, he can! Handed to Green, open goal, and he'll slot it with ease. Toby Green versus the world, and Green's still winning. Great strike, magnificent kick from Joe Danaher. Massive white smile spread across his face. Welcome to AFL Nation. At the end of the home and away season, they could only be separated by the barest measure of percentage. So when it comes to who should advance to the final four... It's only right that they should meet head-to-head. The Brisbane Lions and the Western Bulldogs in the first semi-final coming up tonight from the Gabba. The Bulldogs lived the season above the Lions. It flipped in round 23. The Lions were whacked in the qualifying final. The Bulldogs win their eliminator, and now they come together to determine who should go to Adelaide Oval to face Port Adelaide in a prelim. Jared Waitley with on, a- on AFL Nation for Athena Home Loans. Anthony Hudson is with me. Hello, hello. Hello, Jared. Evening, everyone. Great to be with you on this Saturday night. It's sort of that... F- First time when you have sort of no, no footy on the Saturday afternoon, try to work out what to do with yourself. <laughs> I'm not sure I actually achieved anything, but looking forward to tonight, for all the reasons you've sort of alluded to how tight these two sides were, it was really interesting to hear Chris Fagan during the week saying, whatever happens, it won't define us. He's got a bigger picture. Well, so it's kind of making a few built-in <laughs> excuses before, without trying deliberately to do that before they play. But, um, yeah, I can't, I'm really struggling to work out it. My gut feel actually says the Bulldogs, but, I, you know, the, the record is so overwhelming up there at the Gabba, isn't it, for Brisbane, that it's, um, it's, it's hard to tip against them. And yet with the, the changes they've had to their forward line with Eric Hipwood, who we're going to speak to tonight, and then McStay last week, what they do about that and the impact it has will be fascinating. And likewise, did the Bulldogs turn the corner against Port and then build on that last week or not? It, they are open <laughs> questions, and it's beautiful. It'll play out before us tonight. Nick Del Santo, welcome. Good evening, Jared Hutto, and our other guests who will get introduced in a moment. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this. And as Hutto just touched on, I, I love when you come to a game like tonight as we're about to sit here and you actually have no legitimate idea of how this plays out. And in a lot of ways, you can mount a case for both teams and you've got a really good argument. But we often have this conversation off the back of last week's results, that one team ultimately loses but has the double opportunity as the Lions do tonight. And we quickly, oh, no, they're, they're done. They're not what they once were. And But you've got this other team being the dogs that have had a quietish month. They were much better last week, but off the back of what Hutto says, their forward line still concerns me. Can you ask Cody Waitman to kick another four goals? It would be a huge stretch. So then the 
The it's domino, not going to rain in the second half here either. No, and then the domino effect is, well, who's going to take that responsibility? Who can stand up in these huge games and control the fourth half? Probably for both teams, to be completely honest. We're on the clock here. Adam Cooney, welcome. We'll have an expansive chat Hello. shortly. Uh, let's touch base with Rowan Smith just good, here Coons. before he walks into a Solid meeting with stuff. the Western Bulldogs. Rowan, great to have you on AFL Nation. Great, Jared. How you going, mate? I'm well. How's the day been? How's it unfolded for you all? Uh, look, it's been fine. Uh, I think the boys, you know, over the last two years have just got, you know, they've learned to adapt with whatever is thrown at them. And, you know, we've been in a hotel, but uh, the boys actually got out at lunchtime today to come here to the Gabba, just walk around the ground, you know, just do a few laps. And they went down to the cricket nets and bowled a few balls, I think, and uh, and had something to eat. And just, you know, it's just nice and relaxed. Um, so it hasn't been too bad today. Beautiful weather up here anyway. Smitty, we spoke about your performance last week and a lot of the terminology was you got your mojo back. Is something is that something that you've spoken about during the week? Is that a, a good reflection on the performance last week? Uh, Dallas, to be totally honest, like, I mean, we talked about it during the game and, and we wanted, like, a little bit of our mojo, but the, a little bit of our style as well and the way that we've played virtually all year. Um, you know, I think it was a little bit of a scrap and it was a bit of an arm wrestle there up until half time and, you know, something that we really focused on at halftime was to win the contested footy because when we play at our best, um, our contest and the contest, you know, contested ball um, is a big thing for us. And I think we were plus 35, I think, in the second half last week. And, you know, our forward half turnover game was on point. Uh, we just got some real confidence out of the second half last week. Th- those conversations about changing that contested possession, is it an endeavour and a desire to win that uh, contested possession or is it where you are structurally set up to allow yourself to have those opportunities at the loose football? No, like it was a little bit of structure. Um, we put maybe one up at, at the contest to sort of help us out a little bit, you know, one up from our forward line. Um, but it wasn't really, like, I mean, I think the, the boys were, you know, really hard at the contest. Um, but they just up the ante. You know, when you're playing a game of footy and you're, and you're sitting there and you're like, right, yeah, the, the, the opposition here, they've up the ante here. Um, and we did that in the second half. And we could feel it in the coach's box right from the, the start of that third quarter. We're like, right, yeah, our boys have up the ante here and, uh, yeah, they're on. Smitty, great to speak to you as always, my friend. So with the forward line tonight, you've got Harris Andrews who's obviously a terrific one-on-one defender but also a really good intercept-type player. You mentioned yeah. one went up to the stoppage last week to get the outnumbered situation there. Will you look to even it up, particularly early, to give your forward six a good look at it? Yeah, probably, Coons, um, to be honest. Um, you know, we've, we've played against you know, Alir Alir you know, a few weeks ago and um, and, you know, those really good intercept, you know, plays, in, you know, uh, they've they got um, you know, May from, from Melbourne. Um, all those sort of guys, we've got to make, make sure that not as one person needs to take care of them, it needs to be the, uh, like the total forward line, you know, the six. Um, we've got to make sure that those boys can't intercept the footy. And, you know, that the biggest thing for us last week was our contest. Um, you know, Aaron Norton doesn't have to take eight contested marks. Um, you know, he, he can fly for every footy, but as long as he provides a contest, Timmy English providing a contest. Um, even Mitch Hannon last week, we felt his, his contest um, was just brilliant. So um, that's probably a main focus again for us tonight to make sure that, you know, those intercept players don't have an impact and we can bring the ball to ground and we can uh, let our uh, speedy players go for it. I think one of the main intrigues, certainly ex- externally, is the conversation around Lewis Young and also Tim English. Uh, he hasn't been yeah. spending a lot of time in the ruck, up against Oscar McInerney, who's a big boy. Do you expect Tim to spend a bit more time duelling against Oscar? Uh, it was 50-50 last week, I think. Um, you know, Timmy had spent a little bit more time for. We felt that 
we could probably gain a little bit of an advantage with Timmy playing up forward um, and Louis contesting in the ruck. Um, you know, our, our, as I said before, I think our mids really took it upon themselves last week to really be strong in the contest. Even if we lost the hit out, um, our, you know, our midfielders were on the move and they were on the hunt. And that's a big thing for us, especially up here at the Gabba. We know how quick the ground is. If you get a, a clearance from centre bounce, um, it takes you a big way to scoring. So, yeah, our midfielders are going to have that mindset again tonight. It's not necessarily really about the ruck contest. It's about the contest. What, what are you thinking with their forward line? What are you preparing for tonight, Smitty? With, obviously, McStay out last week. Pain comes in. Yeah. How are you preparing for that? I'm not too sure, Dale, to be honest. Um, we talked about it a little bit. And we've got, you know, we've got Keithy. Um, we've also got Guardy there to play tall. Um, we've also got Eastern Wood there as well. If they throw another third tall down there, we can play, you know, just that, that little bit smaller but can take a tall. Um, so we've talked about it, you know, during the week. We've got to be prepared to whatever they throw at us. They, they, they might play three, uh, three tall forwards. They might just have the two and put speed around them. So we've got to learn to adjust. And, and whatever really is thrown at us, we've just got to take that tonight. I think you're due in a meeting. Do you want to tip your hand? Are you as selected? We're 11 minutes early. As selected, Jared. As selected. <laughs> okay. No late changes today, boys. If right. you're lying, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good man. I would never lie to you, boys, would I? <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Yes, Go well. All right. Thanks, thanks very much, guys. Have a great call tonight. Rowan Smith there, assistant coach for the Bulldogs. So there had been doubts around Caleb Daniels. So we'll see. Mm. We'll hold him to his word. Coons. Adam Cooney, welcome. Hello. Thank you. It's terrific to be here. A couple of Red Bulls for Rowan Smith this afternoon, <laughs> yeah. I think. I've never relaxed. heard him that animated. Generally, sort of a bit more low-key than that, Smitty. But uh, sometimes these semis can be a bit of a letdown because often the team that finishes in the four loses first week and then comes back and, and bounces back really strongly. But I can see this one being an epic contest. I think the Lions can get them through run on the outside and I think the Dogs can obviously get their edge inside. I think he said plus 35 contested footy. I think it might have been 33. It was a couple off then Smitty in the second half. So the Dogs got their game going. It's amazing how they could turn it around in a half of footy after being so poor for three and a half weeks. So that is a sign of a good side. It's going to be hard at the Gabba. We understand that. But their finals record at home Hasn't been cherry no, ripe. It hasn't. It's one three, I think, at the yep. They've only won one final. Compared to 28 from 30 yeah. at home and away. Yeah, 28 and two. So there are no certainties at the Gabba this evening. And the, the steam is just starting to rise to the top and almost bursting out of the pressure cooker at the moment with the Brisbane Lions. I think they, they have to win this. Or I mean, Chris Fagan played it down throughout the week. And if they do lose, what happens? You think this is another learning experience on their journey? I think it's more significant than that. I, I was interested in Payne coming back into the team and that less. And Archie, who Archie I can understand, but he has played most of the year. But interesting that they would go with um, go with uh, Payne rather than Leicester, given what the Bulldogs mm. don't have particularly. So what what does that tell you? Well, you I don't know the answer to that just yet, Hutto, but my general theory is don't change your back line and the stability of your back line to try and correct something else up the field. So the way I look at it in its most simplistic form is, and there's been some names bandied about with, does Harris Andrews go forward? <laughs> no. My, my general answer is no. Shore up your defence. Don't try and cover up something to expose another area that is has been relatively well maintained for the entirety of the year. So he's a bit of a liability though at the moment. By like he's stand, but you know he's at, at his best. He's all Australian, but he's clearly he was, not 100%. He was fit. extremely hampered last week, and I think th there's conversation about how significant that injury was. But whether it was severe, whether it wasn't, he did not look like a player that was fit at all to perform last week. His second efforts were nearly non-existent. 
So we'll give him an opportunity tonight because unfortunately, Coons, as we all know, once you step over the line... No one cares. No one cares. No one cares how you're feeling and what's going on in your life. You're there to perform for two hours. So oh, I wouldn't move him would be my basic answer on that, Hutto. Leave him behind the football and try and create something so, creative in that so, forward line. So where, Payne where goes forward. Payne goes forward. So he's a defender. So you've got Payne goes, and Fords and two young talls... That haven't with, with Joe and Joey Joe and Joe, yeah. But that's, Joe but that's, See, I don't even know where Payne plays. That's what in that I mean. Structure. You've got two talls up there, and, mm. and but they like to play three talls. Yeah, that's true. So they're sticking to their system. And they have in the past played three talls. It's a different three prong. But when you've got, we understand. But, yeah, two but it's of those out of necessity, I think. Because if, so Joe went goalless last week for the first time yeah. this year. If Joe has a poor game tonight, then it falls on the shoulders of Fulton. Yeah, and Charlie. Well, Charlie, uh, when, so I'm talking tall. So yeah. the pain needs to be there as that third almost Does break, he though? Break I mean, in I, case I, of I don't reckon you can have two... Um, you know. I'm not sold on that just yet. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Fullerton in bits and pieces, but it's hip... Uh, it's, sorry, it's, it's Danaher and it's Charlie Cameron and they work around those two. One key forward. Yeah, it, it's, it wasn't that long ago that the Tigers were winning flags one key four. We can be creative. But you don't have two know. others in your team. That's my point. Mm. Why would you have two other tools in your team if they're not... I can understand having one structural player when you've had three, but when you've got two that are really unproven. What about could you throw put Payne back and throw Marcus Adams for? I think you could. I mean, he, Chris Fagan actually mentioned that himself. Now, I felt like he's probably throwing up red herrings. He said we're going to have Kadeen uh, Coleman. We could even put Harris forward. But he said uh, Andrew Adams played forward in the waffle. He played forward as a kid. He played forward for us before. Yeah, I like it when we go back to 10 years ago when they were playing junior football and they played it as a kid. That's a long time ago. It's a long time that you haven't learnt your craft or developed your craft <laughs> as a forward in, in a second final. That's an elimination final as well. I like those conversations and I will be intrigued about how it plays out and then ultimately if those players can perform their role tonight. But they have to do it. I mean, they've got no, op- they've got no other option. It's, it's a huge risk going in playing Joe Danaher as your key forward and then surrounding him with smalls. Bailey, given given the, the record that Alec Chief has had against yeah. key forwards this season, I think the most goal, he's only had two kicked on him by is Ben right? King. I think he's the most in the last sort of 10 weeks against the key forwards. So he's really bulked up, Alex Keith. You look at him now compared to what he was at, the, at the, his last year of the Crows and even when he started early last year. Like, he's a big... Because that was all... It was like, oh, they don't really have... Keith was seen as an interceptor at yeah. Adelaide, wasn't he, really? But he's gone to the dogs and he's become that big guy that can play on the on the on the key. sometimes out of necessity as well yeah, when they've absolutely. had depleted defense but yeah. they haven't had a lot of key defenders in their stocks naturally before he even got there so i think he's evolved as a player so how unlikely is it all Payne hasn't kicked a goal in his lead career fulton's <laughs> kicked three in 13 games marcus adams has kicked four in 54 and harris andrews has kicked 10 in 135 so, well, then, so if, if any of them works, it's a shock. Yeah, if any of them kicks two, I think that's a that's a win. So it falls on the shoulders of Joe Danaher. Yeah, not, not McCar- the game. McCarthy and Cam- I mean Cameron's kicked fourteen goals in the last three weeks. Yeah, and and McCarthy is a but he is kicked a goal. Five, what, he kicked five last week. Charlie five Cameron? last week. And six, it didn't have an effect. On six the, two weeks on the ago. No, he had no support last week, did he? I wouldn't so, underestimate Zach Bailey as well. No, well, that's right. They had, do have other dangerous forwards. So mm. that that's why I find it fascinating that they would go with three talls if two of them have barely kicked a goal in their career. So so what Jared's saying is they're due. They are due <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, saying, no, I'm saying it won't work. He's, <laughs> saying, it's, he's saying they're no, no chance. I, I, I'm, I'm in the school. I, I was surprised at selection because I thought I, I'll be surprised if they line up that way. Maybe it's the late change you make to try to throw them off. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. I would much in rather play mate. with 
Um, Charlie's a marking forward. McCarthy's definitely a marking forward. And Danaher's your P. I would much rather just surround them with smalls than with ineffectual talls. And Nakaya, you know, he's he had one good quarter two weeks ago. He's playing, what, his fifth game for the year, sixth game for the year. He was a sub once, I think. I mean, he's... He's lucky to be there at yeah, the moment. I, he is a dangerous player, and I really hope he goes Can well. Can I pose this to you, Coons? And I love this debate because we're sitting here and we don't really know how this is going to play and where those magnets ultimately fall. But you have a philosophy that you can't play one key tall in its current, current structure, even though the Brisbane Lions may be forced to do that. You can't see that working at all. Well, maybe, well, and throw in Fullerton as well, sorry. Maybe I'm in uh, of the opinion of that because of the finals that I played in, particularly against your mob. And we generally only had one key forward. And it hurt us in last quarters and late in finals because pressure goes up, intensity goes up. There's no time to get rid of the footy. All you got to do is bomb it inside 50. And you want to kick it to one and you want to kick it to two. You want to kick it to three tall targets to provide a contest. You don't want to kick to Sam Fisher who intercepts and costs you the game late in the final quarter. Still, maybe I'm still thinking about 2009. <laughs> I don't know. But I'd rather have the big options down yeah, there you. late in the game rather than to kick to a Lincoln McCarthy or mm. a Charlie Cameron at full forward. That's a beautiful depiction. It is. <laughs> I love it. It's a Still kicks me away tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's excellent. Our pre-game show is for Beaumont Tiles Trade Club. Is the, the overall of the lines that, that you've tabled. So it's three consecutive top four finishes, which is the way to stalk success, except that the first year is straight sets as they're not quite ready. The next year they do win their way into a prelim final where they absolutely don't stack up. And they weren't a top four side this year until right at the end. And I have spent part of the week pondering, would they have been better finishing fifth, winning handsomely winning an elimination final? They would have belted Essendon. Mm go through, full of confidence, get some momentum, but they wouldn't be at the gap. No, they wouldn't. And the Dogs, they live the season in the top two, fall horribly, tumble out, get the win to send them back on their way and then hit it. As I've, I've tossed around all week, who, which camp would I rather be in? Which camp feels better walking into this game? And to hear the two coaches is to go, the Bulldogs feel better about themselves tonight. And the Lions are guarding against a second straight sets exit, which doesn't mean that's how it plays out. Yep. But they are on guard. This hasn't been a wasted season. This has been our best of the three seasons. We won't be defined by it. Absolutely on guard for going out again in straight sets. Well, it's the 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 motive, not the motivation, but the the factor of playing such a great second half, leading you in with confidence against the Brisbane Lions, versus the fear of failure by going out in straight sets. And I think that far outweighs mm. uh, anything else because when you want to finish top four, going out in straight sets is such a huge failure, isn't it? Yep. And, 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 and you stew on it all summer. But the Western Bulldogs have got a tougher road to win the premiership from finishing there. I mean, they win, they've got to go over and face Port Adelaide next week. And then if they win that, they've got to travel over to Perth to try and win the grand final. So they're covering some Ks. Brisbane, yeah. Adelaide, Perth. It's a tough run. Surely you, you, you so are, many of those Brisbane players can't play as badly again this week as they did you, last you'd week. You'd like to think so. So the complexity of that, not. the complexity of what Jared's just posed, which is spot on, but also the beauty about team sport is you might have half the team, Jared, that can respond. They've got the self pride to say that was as bad as I'll be and I'll never be that person again. Then you've got the other group and it doesn't necessarily depend on their age or their experience. But they've got the little man on their shoulder saying, oh, we, we don't want to go out in straight sets. And their actions will reflect that. It might be conservative ball use. It may not be attacking the football when it's a loose football. So you've got this complexity of these personality types with the psyche 
trying to get him to play the same sort of football for two hours. So you pose that question, who would I rather be? Well, right now I'd probably, probably prefer to be the dogs because for some reason you have this, well, it doesn't really matter. We're almost lucky to be here and we've got this opportunity. We're going up against the Brisbane Lions on their home deck. And on the flip side, which Coons and I, we would have experienced it at some stage, like, this is our home deck. We better not go out <laughs> in straight sets again. That's another year of not quite getting to where we want to be. Are we making progress? We have to wait six more months and go through a whole other pre-season to put ourselves back in this position. Right now, I'm probably leaning on the side of the uh, the dogs, Jared. The other thing with the, with the Bulldogs, where it, it is personified, I guess, is that Two of the players that missed a lot of footy, Trelaw and Dunkley, have just started to show some signs, haven't they? So that's a tangible thing that we can go. This is not just about getting our mojo back. This is actually about getting our best team back. Comparable to Port Adelaide with their young kids that have come in and they probably came up quicker than those two. But Dunkley tagging in the second half last week. Trelaw, he hasn't really hit his straps fully, but he's shown some signs, hasn't he? So... Maybe they can use use that. Do you think there'll be a sense as well with some players tonight? I heard Chris Scott speak during the week about Dangerfield and him trying to do too much as, as a general feel, whether there is a threat that the Brisbane Lions, some of their individuals and their leaders will have to do too much. Where the Dogs have got this weight of numbers in this collective group, particularly through the midfield, where they don't have to do any more than just do what they've been doing for the majority of this year. Yeah, there's certainly that aspect. To it. I mean, Dane Zorko is the one who springs to mind, who sometimes tries to do and put everything on his shoulders. You've got to be as intense as you can in your actions, but as cool as you can be in your mind. And that's the challenge for the Lions, given the, pre- the predicament that they're in at the moment. And you mentioned the ball use. Do you go in conservative? So I think they conceded 73 intercept possessions last week. That little man on your shoulder turns into a monster already after the week they've had, plus what's been building in the last few years. So it's, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the first quarter of this match. Our experts tonight are for car sales. Sell your car with a hassle freeway with car sales. Instant offer, Adam Cooney and Nick Del Santo. So Eric Hipwood's going to join us shortly. We'll loop back through this conversation in this hour before the opening siren. The news of the day for Chicane, trade quality hand tools. How big a loss is Brandon Parfit with the hamstring out of last night's game? Uh, yeah, it, it's something. It's significant. Uh, he's not clearly not the most important player, but I've just touched on the Western Bulldogs and their, their depth through the midfield and that collective. He's a really good player, a, a really, really good player. Have they any indication about the significance of it, Jared, and how long it plays out? Uh, I haven't heard formally, but it looked uh, for all the world. They like said the it was, a, se- it was yeah. a real hamstring, it's, so it's... The rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. so the, those guys are hard to replace that have been such a, a, a stable part of their midfield. And it caused the shuffle that I think hurt them last night because Tui went from half-back to the wing because Guthrie had to come on and play yep. as the sub at half-back. And we talked to Matty Knight's pre-match about how do you pick your sub for a final? They said, well, Guthrie's the most sort of versatile player, but if they'd gone with Higgins or Knuckle, then he would have slotted in, and you just don't know. And that's that's what is really interesting in finals about the I, sub. I think Parfit's one of those plays when, you, when you're doing your opposition report and whether you're doing your midfield or is it a team and you're about to play the Cats, he pro- his name probably doesn't get spoken about a lot. But he's that one, and men and goalers in the same sort of category that they slip under the radar enough where you walk away after playing and going, Damn, Parfit's had 30 disposals in a goal or two, and men and goal is in that category as well. So it's hard to replace that, and I mean this in a really... Pl- the second-tier midfielders, because they've got so many genuine stars who are Dangerfield, so... so is, is it Narkel or Higgins or some who would who well, would replace him, do you think? The, the player that Parfit is, he is their um, defender yes. as such through the middle of the ground. So he's the one who puts the defensive pressure on. He lays the tackles, he does the hard stuff going back the other way. Not sure so Sean Higgins does that. No, but I'm not sure Narkel does, sure does, does it either. To the extent yeah. that Parfit does. So 
Uh, and they haven't played enough of their younger no. players who are 20, 21 and ready to be playing senior footy to actually trust them enough to play that Parfit role. So do they go with Higgins at, uh, at, in, in half forward and then maybe Tui plays up inside a little bit more and on a wing and they, sh- they, re- they reshuffle there? It's it, probably, it probably means that um, Holmes keeps his spot. If that, whether that was, he had seven or eight tackles last night. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Chicane trade quality hand tools with lifetime warranty. Uh, do you have your eyes on a brand new car? Go ahead and experience the convenience of buying your brand new Hyundai online with Hyundai's Click to Buy. Visit the Hyundai website to find your local dealer today. So we'll head to the Gabba shortly and talk to Eric Hipwood. We'll set things up from a Lions perspective and then we can uh, debate a little bit more broadly what happened last night. What does it mean? Rowan Smith, full marks to Rowan for honesty. No late changes for tonight's <laughs> semi-final. <laughs> well done him. So Caleb Daniel is in the dog's side. Uh, the medical subs are Ryan Lester for the Lions and Jason Johannesson again for the dogs. Uh, AFL Nation has given you the chance to nominate someone to win two 2022 AFL Silver Club memberships thanks to Coles Insurance. Visit iCanWin.com.au. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.